There was problems with the boot for uh, Australia last night in terms of goal kicking. Uh, didn't get there in the end. Curtly Beale did have that opportunity to uh, put the Wallabies in front. It didn't happen. All right, man, you were both there. You were both calling. We've talked about with Ben Mowen about the atmosphere running out. What did it feel like? Oh, it was an amazing atmosphere, and uh, especially um, it was really the atmosphere started probably on Friday morning in the Queen Street Mall where I walked past a, a little bar or cafe that opened that served beer, and at 10 a.m. there was probably <laughs> four or 500 British Lions supporters there drinking pints Drinking on a responsibly. Yeah. Yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, uh, the Brisbane was a sea of red throughout the city uh, on Friday, on Friday night, and even on Saturday morning, Berkey, mm. like people walking to the ground that sort of by lunchtime getting to the bars and the restaurants, and it was an amazing atmosphere, and they were, they were very well behaved too. They, um, they cheered after the Australian national anthem. I thought they were uh, pretty well done. I spoke to one of the one of the guys this morning uh, at outside the hotel, and he said, "Look, I'd, I said to get on it," and he said, "Look, no, I wanted to watch the game. I, th- I yeah. think that was what it was this time around. Uh, you know, they 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 knew what the, they were going to come up against, as in what the Wallabies were going to bring, even though they hadn't played any games, and uh, and they were up for it. It was fantastic. You see all the. The, the the sea of red, uh, you know, walking to the grounds. Um, They're the great supporters, aren't they? Because they throw all all around the grounds are all the different flags. You know, there was correct. Jewish flags, there was English flags with uh, messages on for home. So they really know how to support a, a sporting event. Yeah. They uh, they up the ante, didn't they? They get oh, that yeah. lions chant. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Even, though, even a, few... a third of them were dressed as a barbershop quartet. <laughs> I saw <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Looking terrific. There were some, some good outfits. <laughs> there was. All right. Well, what, to the game itself. As I said, we spoke to Ben Moe, and there is obviously disappointment. But you would expect there's some positive things that they could take out of uh, the Wallabies? Yeah, I think, uh, Birkin, you'd agree, probably both sides um, have a, have, will get a lot better uh, for the run, especially yeah. with the Lions as well, having that side together for the first time. The Wallabies team's been in camp for three weeks, so you would think both teams can get better by how much you don't know. Um, but Israel Folau was obviously outstanding. Uh. I mean, the first try he scored... Most wingers in Test rugby would would have scored that, yep. but that second try was was special. The okay. way he showed the ball, um, stood stood up Johnny Sexton and got around Lee Harpenny was brilliant. There was a couple of moments in the game. There was that scrum in about ten minutes in where our our guys looked like they're on roller skates. Oh, and you yeah. thought that was a statement. Thought, Here we go. Here yeah. we go. And then I think when it went the other way, when the Wallabies, as I mentioned before, they defended for about fifteen phases. And then Genia takes the tap and goes. And everybody was expecting to just to kick the ball yeah. out, take a breather. And they went the 90 yards and they scored the try. It was fantastic. But the construction of play from both teams, perhaps a little bit better from, from, the, uh, from the British Norris Lions. Yeah. And, and talk about exploiting, talk about owning the, the situation. When Michael Hooper went to 12 and they played that play, that behind play, yep. Cuthbert comes through and scores a try. That was just smart play. Whether it came from the coaching staff to yep. call that play, but they got through. Look, and yeah. I don't think, but, but Berkey, I don't think the injuries uh, worried the Wallabies. So when um, when Barnes went off, it didn't really worry because Curtly Beale came on. Yep. When Christian Liliofano went off in that first minute, Pat McCabe came on. Yep. There was no problems there. It was until the last 20 minutes, as you say, when Michael Hooper had to go at inside centre. That's when it changed the game. You'd be pretty filthy as a coach when you, you, you know, you've got your, well, eight replacements, you can use seven of them, uh, not being able to put them on at your own discretion. It's like, oh, there goes another one, and there's another one, and there's another one. So that was the hardest part that I'm sure Dean's found out last night. Yeah, they got dealt a bit of a tough hand, but you've got to deal with it. You've got to be able to, you know, to play it. And, and when Michael Hooper made a, made a good run at once, yeah. he was there from inside centre. What, yeah. what, 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 the hair didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> if Israel Folau, obviously his debut was spectacular. The other number that's been talked about in the lead-up uh, a great deal was the number 10. What did you make of James O'Connor's performance? Oh, I think he, for me personally, I just think he really struggled to ignite the players outside of him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always thought, see, when he plays for the Melbourne Rebels, he's a wonderful player. Mm. And... Um, 
but he, he always thinks his first two thoughts are what can I do for myself, mm-hmm. uh, where his first two thoughts in a test match has to be what can I do for the players outside and, mm. and pass the ball, move the ball and try and ignite that back line. Um, and he just got a little bit, he got a bit caught up and wasn't at first receiver all the time. And Will Genia was looking up, trying to find who was going to run the play and a lot of the times he wasn't there. Yeah, and then when, when Bill did come on, uh, he controlled a little bit from, from 10. Probably the best bit of play was when he was one wider, as O'Connor was one wider. Yeah. He made that gap. He made that short line. So will they stick with him? Um, yeah, who, I think so. Uh, do they bring in like a Matt Tamur perhaps to cover, who did incredibly well for the Brumbies on Tuesday night? Will Quade Cooper get a start? Ooh. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about that uh, and the injuries and how they will be covered very shortly. Uh, Timmy's got some inside information, I think, on the, the injuries. Uh, Dr. But, Horan. Yeah. How, did, how did you enjoy Berkey? Because, uh, Timmy, you've been in the commentary box uh, all year. How did you enjoy your stint in the, in the commentary box, my friend? Yeah, it was good. It was squashy, though. I had to look where the other boys were, and they, as in Timmy's crew, and they would. Man, yeah. It was palatial. It's, well, it's a bit like we have the Qantas Lounge, don't you? You guys just, <laughs> you guys just sit outside. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you both got, both got involved. Obviously, there was the, the it was moment. a lot of fun. Curtly Beal, uh, he got to step up and see if he could put Australia in front at the end. This is uh, the commentary from Channel Ten. And now. Curtly Beal gets an opportunity to step up and be the man for the moment. Actually, it looks like James O'Connor has grabbed the ball. No, it is Curtly Beal. Curtly Beal, all the pressure is on him right now. And where, where's John Eels when we need him? Where's Matt Burke when, where's Matt Burke when we need him? <laughs> now, Berkey, take us through this because this is to win the match. This is to win the match. This is about the process you go through. The amount of kicks you've done throughout your career, the captain's run. There's nothing like a bit more noise. The more noise, the better on this occasion. Because it's like white noise. Go through your motions. Has he got the length, Perkin? He'll, he'll have the length, no doubt about it. He's, he's a 50-metre kicker. He's a kicker easily. It's about to put a good strike on it. Well, 12 years ago, it was a horror movie on Vulture Street at the Gabba. And Kirtley Beale turned this into a box office hit on Paxton Street. Unbearable moments here for the Lions players and their supporters. Oh, he slipped. He slipped. Oh, he slipped. And that is it. Seconds to go. Kirtley Beale downcast. Two pressure penalty goals missed by the Australians and the Lions escape from jail. Oh, oh. What, what about a build that? up? What, what about Matt Burke calling for Matt Burke yeah, to be out there? The back well, of the that, box do you know why though? Do you know why though? Because <laughs> years ago, uh, I think I was I was playing the game. It was when I kicked the goal in 2002, yeah. and Gordon was commentating. He goes, "Where's John Eels?" He's like, "Oh, hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm actually out there <laughs> on the about, field." What about me? Snorky was going. Sterlo was going to yell out, "Hey, what about me?" 